Welcome to Damaged Goods, where we talk about the ups and downs of life and everything in between. Real and raw, funny and unfiltered. Unfiltered. Please welcome. Please welcome. Please welcome your hosts, Cynthia and Chrissy. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Damaged Goods. We are already on episode five. Crazy, right? Uh, So we figured we'd give you a quick update. We left you off with the strange car in the parking garage of my building. Uh, Obviously, we are alive. Uh, My car was all in one piece. However, there was some sort of bodily fluid on the driver's (laughs) side door the next morning. Uh, I'm choosing to believe it was spit because anything else is really just too disgusting for me. So gross. To have imagined. But um, I'm going to say Cynthia was right and... They were not there watching the cars by by any means. So that was just me being too nice as my usual. So today we're going to kind of just wing it. Um, We're going to get a little bit into um, self-help, self-love, confidence, um, and whatnot. So Chrissy, don't be nervous. (laughs) What did it take for you to learn self-love? Uh, that's a hard one. I think it was probably a culmination of things. Um, I think a lot of it was being treated the wrong way. Um, eventually got me to realize how I should be treated. Um, but in honesty, I do think it's a combination of that and then, uh, having my parents both have died. I think initially I used it as an excuse where I didn't want to like love myself or make something of myself because they weren't here to see it. Um, So I did live like that for for quite a bit of time. And I think that's why I chose like wrong partners or... um, Reflecting. Yeah, like I chose wrong partners. I chose... uh, probably like patterns that weren't really good for me and I think maybe it was just a way to to deal with everything and then I kind of stopped and realized you know they they would want me to be happy right you know they wouldn't want me to suffer and be miserable and and not to love myself so in a way I guess to honor them is when I chose to kind of live my best self yeah to kind of go forward and and drop the rest of it behind. I can agree with the um, the partners thing too. Like, <clears throat> I feel like you kind of learned self love after going through so much with shitty partners because you don't love yourself anymore. Yeah. And you have to relearn self love and confidence all around, and it's definitely not easy, and it takes a lot of fucking time. Well, and not always to bring it back to relationships, but I think in a way. Being in a relationship with somebody who doesn't value you puts you down. It's almost easier. Um, Yeah. Because then you don't have to, you don't have to love yourself. Especially when you're already down at that point. You don't have to work to be anything different. You don't have to work to be anything better. Um, Like, this is where I am. This is status quo. You know, it is what it is. Um, Like, what, like, to, to do the actual work is hard. 
yeah like, to work easy. on yourself and to improve yourself whatever aspect of life it is it is, took it's years hard. to get where I am I'm sure same for you and I think yeah because it's not a straight linear path like you'll take maybe 20 steps forward and then something comes up and you you know you take five steps back and at that five steps back it's so easy to quit like you yes. know what I tried it didn't work out it failed because then you don't always see here. you don't always see how far you actually came. You only see the the backwards. You see the backwards. But you're still five steps ahead. Yeah, where you were, and I and I do think a lot of people will just quit there. I tried. It didn't work. I failed. I've done it a hundred times. This is where whether and not even talking about just like self love, but like anything, like fitness, um, like eating healthy. Um, trying new fit, like trying new career patterns. Like once you feel like you're declining, it's so much easier to give up than to push yourself to do better. And I think the, the thing that we all do wrong is we see it as a failure. Like if a career doesn't work out or a job doesn't work out or a relationship doesn't work out or, you know what, I tried, you know, taking boxing classes and, and then I stopped, but it's really not a failure. It's just kind of helping you get to where you're supposed to be like what is the right fit for you they're all um, steps yeah everything like you can't it's it's if you learned from it and then it's not a, in my eyes it's not a failure right i mean if you just kind of quit and this is it it is what it is i'm not gonna ever try again well then maybe it is a failure um but if you're taking steps and you're going forward and you're learning i mean i'm i still take steps back right and like something happens or Sometimes you have to, too. Yeah. In order to progress. Because I feel like if... So, say you take 10 steps forward, but you've gone too fast and you don't know where to go from there, sometimes you have to take a few steps back to look at the bigger picture of what you're actually going for. Well, yeah, because I think along with that, you can have... And we're guilty of this. We'll have a million ideas. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what am I guilty of? Like, you know, and they're all good ideas. And we have to then take a step back and think, okay, where should we start? What's the starting point? Yes. You know, and then, well, where do we go from here? Because I I think, especially, we'll just use health because that's an easier, you know, when someone makes the decision, like, I want to live a healthy lifestyle, I want to start working out. And I know I say to my clients, like, you have to take baby steps. Like, you can't change everything all at once because then you're not as likely to, to succeed to and to stick to it you have to kind of like ease in like I don't know that's why just me personally I'm not saying what I do with my clients is the right only way to do things but I like to try to fit it into their current lifestyle right because when you're trying to do too much too quickly it, it's hard to keep it and to be consistent and um, because you always have that nagging and especially I think if you have low self-esteem you are almost always questioning, well, am I deserving of this? Yes. And I think before I got to that point, you know, I did kind of question that. Like, well, like, when well, my parents aren't here, like, I don't have siblings. Like, why am I deserving to be happy? Yeah. Like, wouldn't it just be easier to be kind miserable. of be miserable and, and not do anything? And, and, I, it is and I never. It is so much easier to be miserable. Yes. And I don't think not... I ever let it on to people because people would say to me all the time, like, oh, I don't know how you're still smiling. And I think I projected like a healthy. As, and as most people do, 
when they are depressed or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. a lot of people, I've been depressed for years. Some people never even knew. Right, because you project it out. Like, uh, you never know, and it, it's a real saying, you never know what somebody is going through because it doesn't, just because they're going through something doesn't mean they're going to project it out onto other people. Yeah, like... Not everybody is like that. So, negative fucking Nancys, yes, yeah, some people are like that. Yes, and I am just someone, no matter what job I've ever had, what career it was, what job, I was just someone who believed you leave your problems at the door. Yes. Like you come in and you do, you put on the happy face. You put your full effort in. So I was never anyone who would have gone into work and been like, you know what? Life sucks. Yeah. Like it's so, life's unfair. I, you know, I hate everything. I'm not, you know, cause that's just not me. Right. You know, why am I going to bring? See, I was the opposite. <clears throat> I was that girl. I was very good at pretending to be happy, but I was also very good at putting bringing other people into my misery you know what I mean yeah and as much as you try not to I guess sometimes it's just not as easy right well that's I a think sh- that's a I would say for you that's a strength that you have because not a lot of people have that and, and it does someone else's energy does affect you so yesterday oh, yeah from my very first client you know we moved spaces it's right in the beginning of the move you know it's not all set up yet and Um, and change is hard. Nobody likes change, but it was, you know, negativity and complaining from, you know, the, the very first client. And even with them, as I was trying to be positive about it, it, it did weigh on me. And as the day went on, I was just exhausted. I was exhausted. I didn't want to do anything. It made me want to be negative. It was like an effort for me to keep my own, you know, kind of personality and, and go forward with. I feel like it's such a real thing that some people don't realize that your energy feeds off of other people's energy because, like, I used to have friends who would just be, they were just negative people. And it would suck the life out of me. Yes, I, I, I'm i like, I am not like, exaggerating. I was literally exhausted. exhausted. Yes. Like, exhausted. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, I even text Cynthia, you know, Ordinarily, like I probably would have crawled into bed eating something shitty and just forgotten about the day. And I, I told you I would have, <laughs> and I had to give myself a pep I talk. You like, you know, yeah. you're, you, you have stuff to do, you know, don't let this, the bad, whatever happened affect you. Like go. So I ate something healthy. I took a shower. I kind of regrouped, gave myself a little talk and, and then I got done what I needed to get done. But you really, it does weigh on you other people's. And that's why I think we've said in previous episodes, you know, if you've outgrown a friendship or a relationship, it's not a bad thing. You've learned what you needed to learn from it, but you need to grow. And that's, I feel like every relationship, friendship, whatever type of relationship it is, is, there's always a learning lesson. Whether it's a good one or a bad one. There's always something to take from it. Yeah. And if you're not growing in life, I mean, I don't know. What, what, What are you doing? Right. And you and you have to change to grow, even though nobody likes change. Someone uh, recently had asked me about, um, and I don't remember the, the exact amount of money, but if I could go uh, back in, would I rather go back in time and change things or like get $2 million? Um, and I had said... The $2 million, not because I want the money, which obviously who wouldn't want $2 million, but I wouldn't change anything. 
because no matter what has happened and good or bad or it is it made me who I am who you are so if I went back and changed any aspect even the shittiest parts of things and they brought up to me like well wouldn't you want your parents to be here which obviously obviously I would want them here but first of all if I could go back in time two or five years ago who would say the outcome still wouldn't have been the same? Like exactly. you don't, I wouldn't know that, and I wouldn't be who I am today. I say that all the time too. Like if it wasn't for the shit that I've been through, I wouldn't be who I am today, and I love who I no. am. No, I love who I am. Yeah. If and I, I honestly, I probably wouldn't have quit my job teaching. I would go through the struggles all over again, as tra- as traumatic as they were. I would go through them all over again to become who I am. Yes. Now. Because honestly, if I didn't go through everything I went through, I probably wouldn't be happy now. Exactly. I would have exactly. still been going along with the status quo. I would have still been, you know, conforming to what society saw was the right life path to take. Like, you exactly. went to school for teaching. You can't leave. Like, you're wasting. Do you know how many times I've heard you're wasting your degree? Like, first of all, no. I earned my degrees. I'm not wasting them. Like, yeah. they're mine to keep no matter what I do with life. Right. You know, no one's knocking on the door and taking them and back. And I, <laughs> I feel like going back and changing things would be putting ourselves in a position to be a naive, everything's perfect kind of lifestyle, and that's just not what it is, and it's never going to be. Even if we could go back and make everything perfect, everything it, the way it should be, the way we want be. it to be, the way that we dream, it would, it, I, that's what, I feel like that's what would make a, a miserable person. Yes. In the end, in the long run, you know what I mean? Because nothing's perfect. Nothing, nothing is perfect. going to be perfect. You can't perfect everything. It's not. And if you're going to make any decision on life based on perfection, you're always going to be disappointed. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. I think it's the flaws and things that make them... Worth it. Yeah, it makes what the thing unique or the person unique or... Yeah. You know, nobody has had your life experiences. And even if they are bad, you can teach someone something from it. Right. Or help someone who, you know, is going through what you're going through. Kind of like what we're, what we're trying to do. Yeah. You know? And it is true, the saying, you know, you don't know what someone's going through, so just be nice. Like, you you know, I hear people all the time, like, oh, I went to get my coffee and the girl was such a bitch. Like, you don't know what she went through that morning. Right. Like, I don't know, maybe she found out somebody died. Yeah. Like, you don't, you know. Yeah, especially, like, me when I used to work in the pizza place, like, I would try so hard to be nice to the customers and then obviously like if I was going like I would have my bad days and it was really hard for me to I could not do like you I could not act happy if I was not happy like and I would project that onto customers which is obviously bad business but like I was going through something and a lot of people didn't take it personally you know yeah because I think and you notice that like being in customer service you notice how other people take how you react to them too and I think, and also, other people who have gone through things understand are more understanding. They're, yeah. they're less quick to judge if, you know, oh, well, she's always happy and today she's not happy. Yeah. First of all, you know, you can't be happy 24 hours a day. And I do think part of it was I worked with kids. Yeah. So for me to go in there and just be shitty to them because right. I was going through stuff, like, that, they didn't sign on for that, you know. Right, they're exactly. They're there for me to make... And thinking back on it, like, dealing with those customers when I was in a bad mood, you could always tell the difference between people who are, like, an asshole back to you. And, like, the people, I always noticed that, like, the people who would talk to me, like, normal, even though I was giving them, like, a slight attitude or something, 
it would ease my mind and I'd be like, okay, I'm being an asshole for no reason. And then, you know, you straighten out your yeah. attitude. And, and I do think, like I said, the kids played into it because at the time, um, well, right when my mom was really, really sick and then when she, she died, I was also working at Pottery Barn. And I do remember, like, several occasions. Where did I ask? You worked it. at Barnes & Noble. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's in Pottery like... Barn. And you were like, no. Wasn't it Barnes & Noble? And then I had to stop and think. Where did I work? Did I work at Barnes & Noble? I never have worked at Barnes & Noble. Uh, nothing against the Sorry, bookstore, but it just was. I just made me think of it. I, I talk too much to work at a bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> probably would have fired me. Okay, that's enough from you. Um, but I would lose my patience because a lot of those customers are just, they have no empathy. And, and I can still clearly, and I mean, it will be 10 years that my mom is gone. This woman screaming at me on the phone because her new sofa was supposed to arrive and she already got rid of the old sofa and now the new sofa wasn't there and now she was going to be three days without a sofa. And I lost it. <laughs> like, I remember saying... Like, you think this is a problem? Like, my mother's fighting for her life in the ICU. Like, this is not a problem. You should have a real problem. And, you know, she obviously asked to talk to my manager. And luckily, my manager was extremely nice, and she actually stuck up for me. And, you know, and she did say that the woman was being rude. And so I think I kept it together in school because it was the kids. Yeah. Um, but you know, even afterwards, like people are like, oh, you're always smiling. And I'm like, well, I also can't cry all the time. Like, Very I'm not going to work, walk around that in life also and, and crying all the time. Right. You know, like I obviously have my moments, even now I'll have moments where it's just sad. <clears throat> um, but I don't know. I think I keep saying, and I've said it, you know, probably 40 times this week. So if you've encountered me in person, you know, you've heard it. Like happiness is a choice. Yeah. It, it, you can choose to be miserable or you can choose to be happy. It literally, everything in your life is a choice. Of I always you say, you're, you're so right. I always say that how you speak to yourself Ugh. is how, what your outcomes are going to be. You have to speak nice to yourself, whether like affirmations, like didn't we talk about this? Yes, and how I'll still now stop myself, you know, you have negative to. thought and be like, no. Yeah, and we're not saying, like, you can't think anything negative because that's inevitable. Oh, yeah, you're going to have a negative thought. You're going to have but days like you always where have just to be, nothing's going right. Yeah, you have yesterday. to think <laughs> of the positive because we don't always have it. There's always somebody who has it worse than us. Yeah. There's always, it could, the situation that we're in could always be worse, such as yesterday. You got rear-ended. What did I say to you? many things <laughs> but you the did. main point was it at least it's not your fault it wasn't my fault and today I tried to find a positive of my two-week-old car getting hit was that maybe they'll wash it and vacuum it for me because <laughs> I hate to do those things so you know I get a new bumper and a wash and a vacuum It'd be oh fantastic for me um but also I think when you dwell on the negative that's then all you see and then that's what you're bringing attention to, so it's just going to keep yes. piling up. Yeah. Like if you're focusing, even if it's a small positive thing of the day that happened, you know, at least the, you know it's it's in there. I so here's what I try to do every day. 
So in the morning when I, I wake up, I try to write at least three things that I'm grateful for. And it really kind of has helped me set a positive tone for the day. Um, there's an account I follow on Instagram and at the beginning of every month she writes out monthly affirmations so mm -hmm. every day it's a new affirmation so I write that in my journal I write the three things that I'm grateful for and then at the end of the day I write two things that went well for the day because then it forces you even if you're having the shittiest day to find two things that went well right. and it could be anything like there's been times like I you know I laughed like that was one of the things that went well for the day you know, I will write one thing that didn't go well, and then I try to write something that I need to let go of. Yeah. So whether it's, you know, I've been, I don't know, holding on to a negative thought about myself, or, you know, I'm judging myself for, you know, not doing everything that was on my to-do list. Right. And I have found that it has helped me to always see, because, you know, it's hard when you're you know, an entrepreneur and you're kind of starting out on your own and navigating the waters, like there's a lot of failing. Yeah. And it's not there's always gonna, going. There's to a go lot well. of ups and downs and there's gonna be a lot of ups and downs. Yeah, and you have to ride with it. Yeah. And I think so someone once said it to me, I think it was one of my um, therapists, probably not the one who was telling me her problems, but like she used it was as grief but i think it's anything in life like it's like a wave yes like there's going to be highs there's going to be lows and you kind of just have to ride with it and you can't judge yourself for the lows because it's going to happen you, yeah you know you can't like we're not saying you have to go out there and think it's like poly perfect and you're smiling all the time right. and everything's going to work out in your favor and you're never going to be negative and you're never going to have not. a bad thought it's never because that's definitely not out. us like we go to the gym together every single day and literally the first 10 minutes is kind of like a, we get it all off our chest. Exactly. <laughs> and then we work it the fuck out. And then we move on. So we're not saying you can't ever talk about anything bad because you do need to let it out. Now, I kind of want to go off of that because you just said something about a quote that a therapist had said to you and then how we always talk to each other and how you have to let things out. <clears throat> I kind of want to go back to the therapist thing because I feel like a lot of people these days think therapy is a negative thing oh. and it's not it's such a and I'm not saying it works for everybody because it didn't work for me no. I don't think it worked for you no because as as I, told never, me. I, I don't never think I ever found to it. the one exactly that was right and they do say you, you have to find the right and, yes. yes so I've been to like three and just talking to somebody just wasn't my thing I felt like I was running in circles going over like things that I already knew things like you know what I mean shit that I went through like 15 years ago and like we were just running in circles and I'm like you're not telling me anything that I don't already know so I left therapy with something to take from it though because I took that as if I know then I need to work on it because I'm already aware right so you go from there you know yes. what I mean but I think it's such a a bad I don't even know the word for it right now but like the fact that so many people in this world think, oh, you go to therapy. It is. It's seen as, well, I still also think, you know, like mental illness and all, anything around that has such a negative connotation. And even right, not to be dwelling on death, but I think it all kind of goes together. But when my mom died, my father did not handle it well. Like, yeah. it was a train wreck. And finally, my aunt and I had to say to him, like, you either need to go to therapy yeah. or we can't come here anymore because 
the way he was handling it was just adding to like our own pain and suffering. Right. Um, and he was. Oh, men don't go to therapy. That's crazy. Why would a man go to therapy? I don't need to go to therapy. Why would I need to tell somebody? And I, you know, I don't, I'm not encouraging giving someone an ultimatum, but in his case, he, he did need that. Um, and then he went and he loved it. Right. Like he loved the therapist, you know, it was like the most fantastic thing for him. And I do tend to think a lot of men have that, that kind like, of thought process of I'm like, a man, oh. why I don't need to talk to someone. Like yeah. men shouldn't feel emotions. Men can't cry. Men can cry. But then you know what? You see all these like, oh, men need mental health awareness also. But they, they I feel like they bring it upon themselves because they don't think that they do. But it is true. They do. Yeah. It is a thing. It, and I know that like a lot of the times it is like females who broadcast, oh, I'm depressed. Oh, I have anxiety. Oh, I have this. And guys don't do that. Doesn't mean that it's not there. Right. And I think part of it is the societal image of, you know, men have to be tough and yeah. strong and... You know, you can't show a weakness and having a mental illness or depression, right? It's not a weakness. It's, it's an, just, it's, it's something that you, something shitty that you, you need to work on. And if you don't talk to someone or an, find a coping mechanism It is an works, illness. Yes. Like, it's, like, it's not a defect. Exactly. It is an illness. It is, it's not something that you can help. It's within your brain. Yeah. It's your, your... You're not, Whatever those things yeah, are called wi- in your brain. Wiring. We'll say it's wiring. <laughs> but you're not less of a person. No. You're not yeah. less of a man. You know, I appreciate a man so much more who um, can express showing themselves, their feelings their or true express, selves. you know, I w- was dating someone and his dad had died unexpectedly and... Like, I, mind you, I think it was, like, two tears that he shed. But he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, you, what are you why sorry are you for? sorry? Like, it's sad. Like, you can cry. I even would see it with little boys when I was teaching. You know, the parents would say, like, your boy, stop crying. Or you shouldn't cry. Yeah, or, I don't like that. Boys don't cry. Like, why, why? why? Especially as a child, I feel like you have to feel your feelings or you're really going to be fucked up growing yeah, up. Yeah, like, if, if you're sad, and you if can your cry. Parents, your parents, if your parents... Do not allow you to feel your feelings. Yeah. You're fucked. Yeah. The poor kids. Like I, I, would I couldn't s- imagine like Carson crying and me being like, "Stop crying." Yeah. Like you're a boy. Tough you're him a up. boy. Like <laughs> man when up. He, if he falls, yes, that's one thing you want to get yes. his attention away from it. No, no, no. Like it doesn't it's hurt. Okay. It's not a big deal. Yes. Like that's but one that thing. But that is because they also look to your but reaction. If my kid, yes. Like think about when a baby falls, they don't cry right away. They wait for your They're reaction. They're waiting for your yes. reaction, and if they see that you're panicked, that's when they cry. They panic. Yes, I agree. So that, like, yes, like teaching, like it's okay. I've always you're been fine. like, it's okay to Carson, and he's like, yeah, like they look to see, like, Whoa. am I okay? <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, oh, okay, I'm okay. Right, exactly. But yes. if they're upset, you know. I don't know. I used it's to... A, it's emotions. They have to... You Just like anybody, you have to feel your emotions. You can't suppress yourself from feeling your emotions. And I do it's going to affect you in the long run. Towards the end of my... You know, the beginning of my teaching career, I will say emotions and, and mental illness, and that was all brushed under the rug in schools. Um, but I towards the end, you know, there was a start of a movement to get kids... Um, talking about like their feelings and you know I know with the kindergartners every day after they put their stuff away they would come in and they had a little pocket with their name and and they put in 
how they were feeling. So they were a little, it was, actually it was like the feelings and then their name on like a popsicle stick. And were they feeling sad? Okay, they're feeling sad. Oh, you're feeling happy? You know, feeling happy. And then they would start to ask each other, like, well, why are you sad? Or is there anything I can do to make wow, you feel I better? Like or um, So I think you have to, they have to start young knowing it's okay to talk about your feelings. Yeah. Because then we're just going to grow up to be a society of, we can't keep continuing to think this is a negative connotation. So I guess branching off that too, um, one of the things that I had on here was dealing with anxiety because I've dealt with anxiety my whole life. Like, I think I came out of the womb with anxiety. I'm not even kidding. And a lot of people do. And like, it does take you years to realize, okay, this is what I'm feeling is anxiety because I had no idea for a long time. And the one story that I like to tell is um, when people are like, oh, how long you've been dealing with it. I never realized it until I thought back on it a few years ago when I was five my dad picked me up for my regular visit I get in his car but he shaved his face my dad always had facial hair he shaved his face and I literally I thought I got in the car with a stranger he didn't talk to me the whole ride either because my dad's just an awkward person and I was petrified for my fucking yeah, life in the back the seat of my dad's car. I had no idea. Not to mention, I'm pretty sure that day was the day that he brought me to his new house that he, him and his girlfriend oh, at the time so, yeah, just yeah. bought. So I'm like, where the fuck are we going? And like now thinking about it, I'm like, I was, that was anxiety. Like I was panicking because I was anxious. Like I'm a very, you know, I'm a very socially, not even socially awkward, but socially anxious person yes I don't I can't I've never been able to like obviously growing up I've learned but I used to have my friends return things for me I didn't want to like walk into a store to go up to the counter yeah. and talk to somebody I won't ask for help I won't sit, complain I don't say things to the weight like you know what I mean I'm right. just that kind of person I won't go into a place that I've never been in before because right. I don't know where I'm supposed to go when I walk in I don't want to be that person that walks in and is looking around confused because I'm I'm scared that people are looking at me funny and so I guess how along the way have you, or do you think you've coped with it, or what's helped you? Um, honestly, it took me a long fucking time to even, like, help myself, and eventually I did get on medication, which did help for a while, and then I had gotten pregnant. Like, it took me up until I was 20, 22 to even, like, be like, hey, listen, like, I think I need some medicine. My brain's fucked up. And But that's still young to know. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. You know. Plus, like, my dad's always dealt with it, so I guess it kind of, like, put it in my head to, like, think about, like, what was actually going on with me because I was watching it firsthand. Um, but, like, as far as coping, I really can't lie. I sulked in my depression and my anxiety for a long fucking time. My free time, I, will, I would lay in my bed, you know what I mean? Because that's just where I felt comfortable. I would, go, I would go out often, and that was another unhealthy coping mechanism, was going out and drinking, because right. I, that's the only way I felt comfortable in social situations. Well, it lets you guard then, down. Yes, and I would heavily drink, and it's just, it took me a long fucking time to realize that that wasn't healthy either, and I would go through my phases, but I guess now I kind of just tell myself that I have to suck it up. I don't, I'm not really on, I should be on medication, but I'm not, because I don't feel the need to be on it right now um and 
I guess like having more positive things in my life in general helps the anxiety naturally. You know what I mean? Whenever I was going through like a shitty relationship, I'm like, oh fuck, I need my medication. Like, and now that like things are going smooth for me, yeah. it's like, wow, when, why, like maybe it was my surroundings that made me feel like I need medication to feel happy and normal and like, but it's not, that's not how it should be. Right. Well, because I think also, you know, just in the year we've known each other, like you are happier Yeah. in a lot of situations. And I think in general, when you have goals and things to work towards, it gives you almost an outlet. Right. Like there's a creative outlet. There's something to focus on that can kind of take your mind off of, um, maybe like the the thoughts. I don't know that I would say I had an anxiety. I know I used to put a lot of pressure on myself. Yeah. Like even in elementary school. I mean, I remember one time Same. I kept saying I was sick. I was in first grade and I was hysterical saying I was sick. You know, I had to go home. I was sick and they called my mom and she came to get me. And the teacher said to my mother right in front of me, you know, I don't think she's sick. We got our spelling test back and she got a 90. Oh my, that is so funny. <laughs> you said that when you were like, it goes back to school. My first thought was, one time I got a B, and I literally bawled my fucking eyes out. Yeah. Bawled my eyes out. But you know what? After that first time, and I also had, uh, my dad had a, a, an ex-wife. She was super, like, a role model for me. You know what I mean? She was always super hard on me, which some people aren't always, you know, yeah. I don't know. And she was al- al- always super tough on me, especially with school, and, like, she, like, I was grounded for getting, like, a, my first C I've ever gotten. She, like, grant, like punished me. And my mom, like, called her and was like, like, you don't need to punish her. Yeah. But, like, that kind of, I think that put it in, like, okay, it's okay for me to not be perfect all the time. Right. Especially in school. Because I always thought, I have to get A's. And, like, I guess that's a good thing, but it's a lot of pressure yeah. to put on yourself, especially as a kid. And I don't know, because I honestly can't remember my parents ever putting pressure on me, especially in first grade. Yeah. You know, as I got into high school and if they thought I wasn't trying as hard as I could, like, yeah. obviously. But I don't know, you're, what, six in first grade? Yeah. Like, to put that amount of pressure on yourself. On yourself. And, and I still remember it was a 90. It wasn't even like, you know, yeah. I got them all wrong. Yeah. It, because I can remember the teacher saying it to my mother. You know, I, I honestly, and I wouldn't admit it, that it was the spelling. I'm like, no, I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. I have to go home. I'm sick. Even when we got home, like, I think I went to bed, like, I was sticking to the story <laughs> that I was sick because I probably knew it was crazy to be that upset about, uh-huh. and I probably didn't want to say, well, no, I really am. Because it's, like, kind of embarrassing Because what, 90 is, like, what, one wrong? <laughs> Pretty like, much. what, 10 questions on a first grade spelling test? <laughs> Pretty like, much. Like, you know, of course, then that's, you know, kind of went by the wayside in high school when I was failing algebra and was like, ah, oh, it's okay. See, I was, and the reason, I feel like the reason my mom never put pressure on me was because I was always good in school. Mm-hmm. I never did bad, ever. The one time that I did bad, it was the fucking teacher. And I know that because I switched schools halfway through the year. Same class, same course, same everything. Yeah. Fucking went from a D to an A+. plus. But, yeah. like, other than that, no, my mom never... My brother was really bad in school. She put a lot of pressure on him, but I just never needed it, I think. Yeah. I think I just put all the pressure on myself. Yeah. I mean, my parents, and I wouldn't call it pressure because I never felt it as pressure, but they were always, you know, you have to work hard for what you want. Yeah. Like, nothing in, like, 
So I'm an only child and I'll hear all the time. Oh, you must be spoiled or, you know, like the negative connotation. And I wasn't. I mean, I started working when I was 13. That's what society thinks. Yeah. Like I, my friends who had siblings were more spoiled than I was. I mean, I worked from when I was 13. I worked two jobs when I was in college. Yeah. You know, I. Always worked for what you wanted. Always worked. I mean, I delusionally thought when I turned 16, I was getting a car and. That didn't happen. Like, I drove my I got a 1998 car. Camry. <laughs> oh. Like, that's what I... I drove and that was Dodge for my Aries. <laughs> I think that was probably my reward for making me cry over my grades. She bought me a car nope, for my 16th I, I shared the car when he wasn't using it. Yeah. I paid for my insurance. You know, so it is... And my dad used to get so mad when people would be like, oh, you know, only children spoil brats. And he would used to say, you know, there's a difference between being spoiled and a difference between being a spoiled brat. Yeah. But I wasn't spoiled. Like, I look at kids today that they go to the store every time they go to the store, like, they get something. Get something. I got things when it was my birthday, when it was a holiday. Yeah. Um, but so in that way, I would say they, we could use the word pressure, but just to be the best person that I could be. And they would use that with but me. But like, positive pressure, yes, not negatively. Yes. Like, you know if I, mean? I wasn't trying, like, well, is this the best you it's can do? It's not a pressure where it's going to weigh down on you so much that you're going to yeah. fall into a rut, you know? I mean, now I think I have a little anxiety with, like, I hate having to call people. Oh, same. You know, I don't. I, I'm, not, I will, I'm not a phone talker. I will go into somewhere to wait for I someone, won't. but it took me... A very you know long me. time to be able to do that. Yeah. I do prefer the person get there before me or we walk in together. Yeah. But I will. Like, I'll, I'll take steps. But I am definitely someone who I do talk to myself a lot to get myself through things. Yeah. I feel like I should probably do that more. Sometimes when I know I have to do something, like, I'll sit in the car and, like, prep myself. Like, you can do it. It's not a big deal. Like, you're literally just going to go in there and get it over with. You're going to be done. It's not even a big deal. Yeah. Because in a lot of... But that's when I have to do something. I'll talk myself. If I can avoid doing it and, like, ordering it online, whatever it is that I need, I'll fucking order online. Oh, yes. Me too. To avoid going to the store, going wherever I need to go. But, like, and I feel like that's where we miss out a lot, too, because... I think about, like, there's so many restaurants that I want to try. There's so many little holes in the walls. I'll never fucking walk into those places if I've never been there before. Unless I'm with somebody who's going to walk in first. Even, like, dude, I go to the Beaver all the time. And I still will make you or whoever walk in first. I'm like, no, no, you go first. (laughs) Like, it's just the... And I think going to familiar places, like, giving me anxiety is, like, the, oh, my God, I'm going to run into somebody knowing that I have to say hi. And I am not going to lie. I am the person... If I see you and we're not close out in public, even though we know each other, I'm still not going to say hi. I'm probably going to avoid eye contact. And that's really fucked up, but I'm just not a sociable person and I feel too awkward. Right. And I don't think, I don't know, it's not you being a bitch. It's just you. Oh, no, I'm not being a bitch at all. I just am uncomfortable. Yeah. You have to, if you want to say hi to me, you say hi to me first. I mean, I have gotten to the point I'll go, like, I'll go to a cafe alone. Yeah. Um, I might even venture out for lunch by myself. Um, I definitely wouldn't go to dinner or I wouldn't sit at a bar. But also, I think the whole bar, that also, like... I've gone and sat at the bar a few times by myself. um, That was when I was on my... This was, like, years ago, though, when I was on my venture of, like, I should try doing things by myself. And it's easier to walk into a place to sit at the bar by yourself than it is to, like, sit at a table and look awkward. I mean, I could maybe do it during the day I don't know if on a Saturday night I oh, would yeah, go no. to a bar alone one place that I'll go by myself or I used to go by myself was 
tavern on Main because my friend worked there. Yeah. So yes. I was just like, I'd just walk in, sit at the bar, get my right. food. She'd yeah. come over, say hi. Literally the only place that yeah. I'll go. But I don't, I don't, I'm not at that, that point, <clears throat> that point yet of um, venturing out. Yeah. And I, I don't know, this is kind of off topic, but on topic, but when we're kind of talking about coping, I think when you um, are kind of in that bad place, like just doing little things to, to feel better about yourself. Um, so uh, after, um, after my dad died, I fell into this pattern of I didn't, like probably for you know a little over a week, but I didn't want to go anywhere. Like, I stayed home, and when I tell you I watched every Biggie and Tupac documentary <laughs> that was ever made, that's all I did. I Trust was in, me, I've been there. I was in pajamas. I, I would be lucky if I brushed my hair. I mean, I brushed my teeth like I had hygiene, showered, you know, probably <laughs> yeah. not every day at that point in time. And I remember my really good friend, she called me, and she was like, okay, this is done. Like, you're not watching another Biggie and Tupac documentary, like, you <laughs> You could probably write the case files at this yeah, point in right. time. <clears throat> and her husband was in a parade, and she's like, you're coming to the parade on, on, on Monday. It was a holiday weekend. So she's like, you're going to shower, you're going to put clothes on, and we're going to go to the parade. And as much as I didn't want to do it, like, actually putting clothes on, like, putting whatever minimal bit of makeup I put on, like, it made me feel better. Yeah. And I remember that because now if I ever have a moment where I'm like, ugh, you know, it's just, I want to stay in bed, I will force myself to get up and I'll put on my favorite outfit. Or I'll maybe put on a little extra makeup that I normally wouldn't have put on. and Or instead of just throwing my hair on top of my head, which is 90% of the time... I'll try to do something with it. And it does make you feel yes. better. Absolutely. I made a TikTok. It was probably a year ago now or two, maybe even two. And I made a TikTok literally just like that. It was like I was feeling really down on myself and it was me like in my workout clothes or like scrubbed. No, I think it was when I was working at the pizza place. And I was like scummy and it was like I've been feeling really down on myself and then like I stood up and I was in like a dope outfit, makeup, hair done and I'm like and then I reminded myself who I was. Yeah. Because that is so true because if you get yourself out of bed, even if you don't do anything, I'll get, I'll literally get up, shower, get ready, do my hair, my makeup just to sit like and make TikToks. Yes. And it makes me feel mentally 10 times fucking better. Yes. Even with COVID, when everything was shut down, like I, and initially. Oh, I was in my glory during COVID. I stayed in bed all day. There was no Zoom classes in the, like I still made myself get up. Like I made myself take a shower. Like I tried to keep myself to a routine as much as I possibly could because I knew myself would spiral back to. Right. Let me see what new documentaries, uh, you know, are out there on <clears throat> dead rappers and see what I can <laughs> come, come up with. So I knew for me, like, keeping that routine, you know, making, like, I got dressed up every, like, you yeah, know. For no fucking like, reason. Where was I going? Yeah. But it didn't matter if I was going to sit on the deck, like, oh, I'm going to put on a sundress. Yes. It makes all the difference. It I'm really does. Sit out on the deck, all dressed up. I mean, my neighbors probably questioned my sanity as to what I was doing, but it, I just feel better. And for me now, that still is a coping mechanism. It's a, it's a mental thing. If I feel myself kind of sliding, or know I'm going to have a bad day, I feel like just you saying that is me realizing, <laughs> it, like that's what I I do because yeah. I would have never realized that that's what that was. I think the other thing I'll do <clears throat> taking a walk for me outside yeah I, I hate walking on a treadmill or 
and not to say it's bad that's just my preference like if I go especially if it's sunny yeah if I go outside and take a walk in the sun like it definitely recharges me it rejuvenates me I had my little phase where I'd wake up and take the dog for a walk before work and I did I felt really good and then I gave up because you know that's life but I feel like if my life wasn't in such disarray right now well you've got a lot with everything going on and but like then that's a negative it's kind of sucks because it's like a lot of emotional like pressure on me and like I don't know I've just you you know how I've been I've just been kind of like but I feel like all of that on top of being stressed out doing it it's also keeping me busy so that I'm not like laying in my bed all the time or depressed or going down the rabbit hole but I feel like once my life is more organized and I can get back into like an actual routine again I will feel so much better too and I think though that also reminds me of it's important to do things for you. Like, I think, and not... Doing I, things for yourself and not for other people. Well, not even that. Like, I think especially as women, we put everyone else's needs first. Yeah. And we're always, especially, I mean, you have a son. Like, that's even, you know, I don't, I have a dog. Like, that's, but I still have to put her needs first. But, um, but we do, like, as women, everyone comes first. So if that means, you know we eat last or oh yeah. everyone else is getting ready like we don't have time to get ready let me just throw you know yeah and I think when you were talking about you have all of this going on and when it's done like I think those times are even more key to even do one little thing for yourself which honestly going to the gym yes. the past few weeks is what I've been doing for yeah. myself and it's um, um, it makes me feel so much better because I think we think we're doing good when we put everybody before us but it's really not serving right. anyone good. Like, what did I... I know I said this to you before. Remember I was telling you, um, like, obviously ever since I haven't been working, um, everybody thinks that I have all this free yes. time to just do everything for everybody else. Like, I'm running here. I'm going there. I'm taking somebody here. I have to go get this for somebody. And it's like, I have other things to fucking do. Yes. And it's so stressful because everybody's like, oh, you're not working. Yeah. You have the whole day. Like, yeah. no. No. Or how that doesn't I, mean that I'm going to give you a ride here. I'm going to go here and do this yeah. for you because you don't have time because you have to work. No, you yes. do it after work then. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like I feel bad because then I look at it like, oh, you're right. I'm not working. Maybe I should. But I think your your time is valuable. <clears throat> yeah. And if you can do something nice for something, like absolutely. I do. I but try. But if it means putting yourself on the back burner, yeah. then no. Yeah. And, and I've been guilty of that. Yeah. Like, I will do everything for everybody else, and then... That's how I feel like my life's been the past few Let months. go of what, what you know... I, I would even not do something that I... In the past, definitely not anymore. But I would de- do something... Skip over something I needed to do to help somebody else. Yeah, right, exactly. And I think my learning with that was <clears throat> when they weren't doing the same... It wasn't reciprocated. And originally, I'm like, well, they suck. Like, you know, I'm like, but you know what? Maybe I need to be more like that. Like, put myself first. You need to tell people no. Yeah, and if I can oh, I help figured you, that out. I, I will be more out. than happy to help you. But if it means putting myself last or even second or yeah. not doing what I, you know, need to do, then no, it's not going to happen. No, we as ourselves should always come first. Yeah. Even me with a child, I try to put myself before my, I mean, obviously not all the time, but you know what I mean? Like, when I have the time to put myself first, I will. Well, because if you're running on empty, what good are you to a 
anyone, but especially your child. To a child, yeah, no. Like, you, you have to take care of yourself and, and meet your own needs. and. Happy mom, happy kid. Yes, yes. And I think we just... Just like they say, happy wife, happy life. It's the same fucking thing. <laughs> it goes for anything. Yes. And they say that, and you know what's... They say that saying because happy, like, you make... If, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. I just lost it. You, well, you know me with sayings. I tend to mess them up, so... <laughs> I, just, I try to avoid them. At all. I either mess them up or... Inter- cut, let's cut that. <laughs> intertwine a couple. <laughs> oh, God. But yes, doing it for you. Yes. That's how we were going to end this, was talking about doing it for yes. yourself. And that's literally everything. I feel like everything you do should be for yourself. Yes. It's the whole... Whether it's the short term or the long term. Yeah, and whatever it is, whether it's fitness, whether it's your new hairstyle, whether (laughs) you're changing the clothes that you wear, it has to be for you. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks because everyone's going to have an opinion. Oh, absolutely. And it could, like, I don't know, I... Changing careers, I heard everyone's opinion. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not asking anyone for Isn't money. It funny I'm not you... asking anyone to pay my bills. Like, right? I'm doing, you have to be happy. You make your own decisions, and other people's opinion shouldn't affect that. And as long as you're not hurting someone or outrightly trying to hurt someone, yeah. if it's making you happy and you're... If it's not vindictive. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. No. You're putting good out into the world because you're happy with yourself because that's essentially what's happening. Yeah. When you're happy with yourself. Everything else seems easier and flows. Yeah, and you're putting that good out there. Into the world, Um, yeah. And and it's kind of like that extrinsic, intrinsic motivation. If you're always doing something for somebody else's approval, you're never going to stick with it. Oh, yeah. But if you're doing it for yourself... You shouldn't ever need somebody else's approval. If you're doing it for yourself, like working out, we'll say, for example. Like, we both work out for ourselves. Like, we work out for our own body goals, for our own health, to get stronger. Um, I don't do it because I... I hate when people are like, oh, you and your boyfriend broke up. You should totally work out and make him jealous. Like, no. Yeah. Or you should make you should work out after a break. Like I mean, I'm not. I'm saying all, but like, yeah. if you just broke up with somebody and you're going into it being like, oh, I'm gonna make him jealous. You're not doing it for yourself. No. You need to do it because oh, this person put me the fuck down. That's why we're not together. And now I need to build myself yes. back up. I like you should want that confidence for yourself, not and, to impress somebody else. Yes. And speaking of coping, like working out is so good for mental. That is health. the best coping. When I tell you, so when we were talking about in the beginning how like taking 10 steps forward, five steps back. I literally was thinking myself with my fitness journey because I've been into fitness for, since I was 16, I've been in and out of the gym, but like it's always 10 steps forward, five steps back. Yeah. 10 steps forward, five steps back. But it's always been for myself. Yes. Always been for myself. I've never gone to the gym to impress no. another person. And, and I agree. I hate when I hear trainers or see posts or like get that sexy body or make your ex jealous or... Um, all the no. guys are going to be, uh, you know, and I can go the reverse, like, girl, all the guys, like, no, you know, to the guys, like, listen, no. I'm working out my fucking biceps so I can punch you in the like, face. Like, I don't, that's, no, it just, that's just wrong on so many levels. It like, really is. First of all, why do we have to sexualize being healthy? It like, should, it shouldn't be sexualized. You know, it's, it's not, that's it's, not what it is. But do it for you. 
because anything you do because those you're doing type it for of people you, will always attract the wrong type of people. True. Don't attract what you know. My old school psychologist. I'm probably going to say this saying wrong, but he always is it every ass. There's a seat for every ass, or an ass for every seat. Some one of those. I've never heard that. You so can, I don't know. You can DM us and let us know what the correct um, <laughs> saying is. Um, but please just. Do what makes you happy and healthy. Definitely healthy. Yeah. Because you could say like, ah, oh, going out every night and getting drunk. That is really a coping makes mechanism, me, but it's an unhealthy coping makes mechanism. Makes me happy, you know. It doesn't because in the long run, especially with drinking, drinking and drugs, there's always it's the high and right after is the, the fucking yes, low. Yes. And it's gonna hit ten times harder than yeah. the low you were at. But and it doesn't have to. We're not saying everyone has to go out and work out. I mean, I obviously strongly encourage it. Um, <laughs> work but, out with Chrissy. <laughs> Find something that is healthy for you, that you want to do for yourself, and just do it. Yes. Don't don't. Even care if what it's a hobby, think. it doesn't yes. have to be fitness. It doesn't have to be eating healthy. I mean, we definitely recommend yes. working out and eating healthy. But you can find a hobby that makes you happy. Anything. Yes. And if like everyone in your life says you're crazy, trust me, I've been there. Every single person them. in my life said I was crazy for leaving teaching. And you know what? Maybe at this point I'm not making as much money, but I'm 100 times happier yeah. than I was. It's all about your mental health. So don't don't let anyone tell you no. If you know it's going to make you happy, you Leaving do it. Leaving my last two... That's another thing. You're totally right. The whole working field, like career, my last two jobs made me nothing but miserable. Leaving them was like a fucking weight lifted off my shoulder. And you can and a you lot of people it. don't. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that until they actually have the the what's the word what's that word that I'm thinking of to get out sounds like something to get out courage yes (laughs) why couldn't I think of that like I should have just said girls and balls like (laughs) why couldn't I think of that word but yes the courage to get out of where you're stuck like especially my my first job that I ever had I was there on and off for 10 years because I kept going back to it because the money was good but every fucking time my mental health dropped tremendously and every time I left, I felt so much fucking better. It is. I'll never go back now because I like now I'm old enough to realize like okay, you dumbass, right. don't go back. But and yeah, no. And I should probably correct because I I've told you before like I have one aunt like whatever I do she her famous thing is if it doesn't work you try something else exactly or if it doesn't work you could always you trial know, and do error it again yeah like you'll never know what makes so you she, happy until you try she was the exception but if I had listened to every single person who said like you're crazy you know you make a good income You'd and still be there you miserable. have a pension I'd still be miserable yeah and I wouldn't I know I wouldn't the benefits are not always worth it no and I wouldn't have all like all of these projects that we work on and we wouldn't, we wouldn't goals, be here today. No. And I, I wouldn't have had all of the goals that I have now because I was so miserable. I was just exhausted when I got home. Yeah. So I wouldn't have wanted that to do... Been, that would have consumed your whole life. You would have had nothing. And that's how I would have. So I can tell you from experience, taking that jump and taking that risk is definitely worth it. Trust your gut. Always trust your gut. And, and jump and fly and live your dreams. Yeah. To the moon. <laughs> I guess this is where we should end it, right? <laughs> All right, guys. On that note, um, thank you for listening, and we hope that we see you guys. We're not gonna see you. Maybe one day we'll see you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.